Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Talks A Lot, boys. I am your host, my name is Tyler, and I'm joined once again by the lovely Brennan. What's going on, folks? And the lovable Kyle. Okay, all right. I was just like, is it going to be like the hateful trend? Where like, <laughs> something really mean? No, you're, bo- no, you're both delights. Oh, well, thank you. Everyone knows it at this point. <laughs> that was almost in the realm of, like, insincere. Yeah. <laughs> almost? It was, I mean, he said something nice. Even if it was fucking hollow, I can appreciate it. It was better than him insulting hey, me. Interpret it how you will. I'm, I stand by what I said. Yeah. Uh, well, fair enough. You're a man of conviction. I dig it. So, if you haven't noticed by the title of this video, we are once again ranking another Dance Gavin Dance album. Oh, boy. And I know uh, we actually got requests for this one. We are, yeah, we did. Uh, I, I have to say, I am I am actually kind of blown away by the support that we're getting on these videos. Uh, all, the, all the positive feedback and the comments and, and stuff, like, man, it uh, means a lot. So, thank, thank you all for... for you know, engaging with us in in supporting us in this series of videos, and we uh, we hope this one is just as good as the previous ones, if not better. And we're gonna keep this train rolling until uh, we die. I yeah. think I oh, yeah. I will die while yep. we record. At some point, it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> so today we're gonna be going over what uh, a lot of people think is the best DGD album, which is Mothership. Um, and I will say it's a it's a pretty banging solid album. Um, I definitely think it was kind of the the catalyst that that pushed them into the level of fame that they're at now. I think Mothership is where it really they really kind of solidified their their sound with Tillian and blasted off into the stratosphere of god tier tunes. Holy shit! Yeah. Uh, that being said, I do not think this is the best album, and. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll find out here. Why? In a minute. Uh, um, I just realized that I didn't really explain to the people who haven't watched these videos what we're about to do. So uh, we're going to rank all the songs in this gosh dang album in order from worst to best. Um, this is the life we've chosen to live, putting ourselves in these uncomfortable situations where we have to say that things we like are worse than other things we like. So, yeah. We're doing it so you don't have to. Go yeah, pain, we're we're making know? the the hard choices and and choosing them so that you don't have to make those decisions. Yeah, obviously, it's what, it's our labor of love to you all. Oh yeah. yeah, and what we say is law. So like, obviously, there's no other. Yeah, than yeah, ours. exactly. It's like you know, we're gonna chisel them into like fucking stone tablets and like <laughs> bestow them upon the world. This is like yeah. what the order we come up with is final. Yeah, and you can. We encourage you to put your personal rankings in the comments below because we love to to hear your opinions. But this is fucking biblical. Like what we come up with in this shit is the truth. Yes, Tillian shall go to the top of a mountain, (laughs) and when he gets there, there shall be a burning bush, and from it, the three of our voices shall scream out the list of the order of the songs of which they actually are important, and then two lovely stone tablets with those written on them shall appear from the heavens, and Tillian shall carry them down and say, this this is the word. And that's how it's going to be. It's just how, you know, how the show goes. Yeah, you know, they they said in Inspire the Liars they were going to start a religion, and, you know, that's it. it. That's that's what it is. 
Tillian is actually going to go up and take a mean rip of the burning bush. Ah, yes, yes. And then he's going to come down and he's going to lovely, he's just going to level us with the spiritual knowledge of which of these is the best compared to others. Yes. So. But what's really going to happen is we're going to fucking hash this shit out and, and, and debate the order. So as per always, I'm going to, I'm going to lay out the songs in the order that they appear on the album and then we are going to jump right into it and argue about what's going to take that bottom spot and boy gosh darn it i think this is going to be the easiest one we've had yet uh so let's jump right into it uh first song on the album is chucky versus the giant tortoise god damn followed by young robot followed by Ooh. frozen one followed by flossy dicky bounce followed by deception followed by inspire the liars followed by philosopher king followed by here comes the winner just so many bangers right in a row dear god Followed by Exposed. Followed by Betrayed by the Game. <laughs> Followed by Heading Sue Justice. Followed by Chocolate Jackalope. And topped off, tippity topped off, y- y- you might say, ah, ah, by, by, by Man of the Year. It's a, it's a nice, nice reference joke. Like Fuck that. you, that was funny. That was uh, really good. So, it was it was clever. <laughs> it was very punny, if you will. You know. Yeah. So while I think that uh, in general this ranking is going to be pretty tough, I do think that the bottom two spots are pretty self-explanatory, um, which is a first for this series. The last two, it, it's like pulling teeth to kind of figure out what what song we're going to shove into that bottom placement. But uh, this time, you know. I think it's safe to say that Exposed is going to take the bottom spot. I don't. Am I going to have any resistance in in throwing that out there? No, no, no. <laughs> now, I, what I will say though is that I do really like Exposed. I know that it's not. It. it I. I don't know if this is a popular opinion amongst people. I. Ooh. I know it is amongst the three of us, but uh, we we do agree that Exposed is the weakest song on this album. Uh, I mean, right, Brennan? I'm pretty sure that we are. Here's here's what I have to say about Exposed. Oh, oh, are you about okay. to defend it? No. Okay. <laughs> I am going to <laughs> I am going to jump off the top rope and drop an elbow on this song. <laughs> permanently putting it at my 13th best on this album. All right, we'll lay it on. So, us. here's my little monologue. Exposed. My least favorite track. It is the only DG track with absolutely no John Mess involvement whatsoever. And good God, do I hope it's the only one. <laughs> With what I can best describe as a Tillian solo project saved in the wrong folder on someone's desktop. <laughs> this song... <laughs> That's so brutal. <laughs> but it's true. Jesus. This song even has the weakest instrumentals on an album that I hold very dear for being an instrumental work of art. It's also at the level of an interlude to break up the tempo, or it's almost at the level of an interlude to break up the tempo, but to me, it doesn't have anything special going on. Almost monotonal. Wow. That's a, that is way more harsh than even I was going to, to say about it, honestly. Just, I, all I was going to say was that, you know, it's an alright song, but it's a very bad DGD song for the reasons that you just said. But, you know, I guess you kind of said everything that needs to be said about it. it's just not it's just to me it's like it's like dgd went on vacation and like 
they just had someone kind of fill in like for a song like it's just it doesn't feel like dance gavin dance to me oh yeah to me it feels like them like it it feels like if they take something that is supposed like say they take a movie that's like r-rated and then they reboot it as like a rated g movie it's just not the same there's a lot of things missing that made it special um it just doesn't translate well and that's just kind of what i how i feel about exposed you know it doesn't it's not that it's a bad song but as far as dgd songs go weak as fuck it's pretty bad it doesn't really it doesn't really offer much as a dgd song it's missing john mess it's missing intricate instrumental i mean pretty much everything that we love about dgd is not in this song which is why I not only think that it is the weakest song on this album, I would go as far as to say it's the weakest song they ever wrote. Wow. Damn. And I know that's harsh words. And comment below if you think I'm wrong and, you know, try to explain to me why I you mean, think that I am. There, uh, I there are some songs, like, their very first EP is kind of meh. Oh uh, well, yeah. I guess I did kind of forget about the first EP. I mean, I mean, even like some of like the older stuffs kind of meh. But I like, guess. But I don't know. Like, I I just think that like this even song's definitely the, bottom five. Even the older stuff, like even even some of the older stuff that I don't necessarily like and doesn't necessarily hold up. Like, I don't know. I just think, at least with those songs, they were trying. Like I, I that which well, sounds I, harsh. I just don't. I just feel like exposed is like way too safe, and it just goes against like everything that you know the band kind of encapsulates. See, I don't. I because like I agree with you for the most part, but I don't think that like I don't know because like exposed. It's a song that I do think suffers greatly from the fact that there's no John Mess. That does feel a little odd that there's just like not him at all. And the my my initial thought when I had like initially listened to it, I was expecting kind of like maybe Will Swan on it because it kind of felt like something that maybe Will Swan would have like jumped into like like doing like a like a rap feature on or something, uh, or else whatever you would call what Will Swan does in <laughs> in the features that he does. But it's all delicious. I just don't know what to call it. It's like uh, obligatory. Yeah, it is. It is just speaking that good word uh but <laughs> will I, swan I, preaching to us <laughs> it's, like, it's like will swan doing like a stanley cameo yeah and honestly that's kind of feel yeah. like that every time <laughs> oh there it is there it is that's will, <laughs> will! <laughs> like, like every clapping. every single album includes it at one point yeah you're not wrong you're right, you're right. well uh but I, I don't know dude i think exposed is is a very very nice song i do think that it really is detached from what dgd usually does but something that like as as we've seen as a trend especially from this point onward uh is there's often a secret band kind of-esque song on every single album uh that is very much more like in john mess's wheelhouse and i think on this one they just really tried to give tillian something along the more lines of like his own solo stuff that he does because it does feel a lot more like solo Tillian than it does DGD stuff, which I'm not opposed to having like one of on this album. And I don't think it like is just like the worst thing ever. I do think it's probably one of the weakest songs of like the Tillian era of DGD music, but that's just because it's the Tillian era of DGD music, not the Tillian era of Tillian, you know? 
So I think like in the grand scheme of DGD music, it just doesn't meet that same level because DGD is just like this intense being of just wild, wacky instrumentals, music, screaming, beautiful vocals, that this just doesn't have all those just complex layers. So I think that that's why it's going to have to land in that bottom spot for me personally, because I like it more than you guys do for sure. But I definitely still think I do agree that it is definitely one of the weaker songs in the existence of DGD. For sure. Well said. I mean, and I guess since we're all very much on the same page about this, we won't waste any more time uh, talking about why we don't like Exposed. We're just going to solidly uh, lock that into the 13th spot mm-hmm. and yeah. mosey on along to the number 12 spot, which I think, well, I, I know what I think. I want to hear what you guys think. I want to I find out if we're on the same wavelength for this spot as well. I think we are. I think we are. I feel like I feel like I know what Brennan is thinking, just from like talking to him in the past about it. Brennan, do you want to enlighten us with your the internet inner machinations of your mind? They are an enigma. <laughs> but uh, see this, and it's ironic. These songs are one after another, but to me, it's it's almost a toss up between Petting Zoo Justice and Chocolate Jackalope. I think Petting Zoo Justice needs to go in the 12th spot. I agree. Okay. Uh, um, the, and again, like, okay. Petting Zoo Fair Justice enough. is fine. Like, Petting, I don't Petting wanna... Zoo Justice is like the secret band song. Of the it, is. It, it is. Yeah. It is absolutely the secret band song, uh, you know, no doubt. Um, and I like it. Like, the first time I heard it, you know, I was cracking up. Like, the lyrics are batshit insane. Like, I get a kick out of it every time I hear it. Oh, man. I have, um, I have a pretty nice monologue on that one, too. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Just, I, I feel like even though it's got some fun lyrics in general, I just don't really think it sounds good compared to the rest of the songs on the album. Like, I can agree. It just doesn't yeah. really do. And kind of in the same way that like exposed is like a little too safe because it doesn't really have any john mess like i feel like this one is like almost too much john mess but then it doesn't really have anything else to like back it up you know and the, the instrumentals are fine but i don't know just compared to all the other the rest of the songs on the album i just don't think it really brings a lot else to the table yeah, I think like instrumentally it's pretty damn heavy and like mm-hmm. it's it's very it's very very groovy like yeah. instrumentally and I dig it. I do think though that where uh like exposed really doesn't change a lot like cuz like obviously DG is really well known for having very like stark contrasts in in tone and like almost entire genre in the middle of a song. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think this song, when it like does try to like change it, it's really abrupt and it doesn't almost. It feels like a lot different than other songs because this album I think has some of like the best like just wild transitions to something else of all of the DGD albums. I I, I would I would put out there because this is the album that like I was mostly introduced into the the uh, the realm of DGD with because it had just come out when I joined into the the cult I mean the the fan <laughs> no it's uh, a cult it's, it's a cult yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Sure. <laughs> um but cuz like that was the thing that really grabbed me about this band is just like the crazy change in songs I remember like you and I driving the car I'm just like is this the same song you're like yep and I'm like it doesn't feel like it Tyler help and I'm like what's happening <laughs> and uh, oh. 
But yeah, no, and I think this album has some of the the tastiest of like all of the Tillian era, at least. So I think that I don't know. I think that Petting Zoo Justice is a fine song. I do honestly put it pretty damn close to Exposed personally, yeah. uh, because I think it is like the opposite of Exposed in a way. It is like uh, Exposed has like pure Tillian and not a lot changing. This has some like pretty intense changes instrumentally and a lot of John Mess. And I'm like, man, these two feel like together they could have been a really great thing almost. Like they almost feel like two parts of one like piece. That I, I wouldn't. Like... I wouldn't necessarily say that, but I think <laughs> I know where you're coming from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, like, I, you're on the I right just, track. I feel like that they could have like the the they almost feel like two ideas for a song that could have come together as like one like back and forth feeling for them, and separately they're just kind of like a little bit more lackluster than anything else that I they've, think... they've given. Uh, yeah, right. I think they kind of just serve as examples of, like, DGD typically strikes this really, like, immaculate balance in all of the chaos that they create with their songs. Like, between the clean vocals and the unclean vocals and the crazy instrumentals and the transitions into, like, different, you know, uh, you know different flows and, and different songs within songs if you will you know all all the the layered stuff the the funness you know and i feel like uh petting zoo justice and exposed just don't really explore that as much as they could um in in one way or the other i mean i mean petting zoo justice definitely sticks to the dgd formula a lot more than exposed um because it does it does have some some switch ups in there um Especially like toward the end, like there are some Tillian breaks in there and everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think either one of those songs really hits the the correct balance that they typically find in their songs. Agreed. What I have to say about Petting Zoo Justice. Oh, here we go. I like this. I like this for this episode. This feels good. I like <laughs> like these monologues. <laughs> All right, I might as well use these to just round off like our list selections. I dig it. But uh. Petting Zoo Justice. What can best be described as animal torture. The opening is controlled chaos as John Mess lists off just about every animal versus animal matchup we can think of with enough flow to make Biggie Smalls blush. Some more John Mess-led musical tantrums lead to Tillian throwing a life preserver at anyone that doesn't like screaming vocals. The respite is short-lived, however, and John Mess dropkicks you back into the pit of screaming and flow. A sudden slowdown commences Attilian demands for people to stop acting like he's a child. A wild ending ensues, one in which I believe to be the best possible ending to the bloodshed, that is, Petting Zoo Justice. Solid. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I think it's a solid choice, number 12. It's Because uh, Exposed and Petting Zoo Justice, to me, like Tyler said it best, they, they strike like this beautiful balance between like Tillian and John Mess, like them just bouncing off of one another. But, like, Exposed and Petting Zoo Justice is literally them on, like, the opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, wildly. You know? And, mm-hmm. I don't know. I agree with it being number 12. Cool. For sure. This is the this is the easiest we've ever had it picking well, It's going to get really fucking hard really yeah, soon. Yeah. Here comes it's, the difficulty. It's going to get harder the, <laughs> the more we go up the list on this one. Uh, so, for the number 11 spot. I know you, Brennan, were saying that Chocolate Jackalope should be in there, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. I 100% um, disagree with it. But 100%. I do 120%. think... 
so See, much. I don't, more. I don't disagree with it that much. I do slightly I do. disagree with it. Well, fair enough. We're all here to debate. Uh, Kyle, what what are your thoughts? I mean, you don't think that Chocolate Jackalope should be in the top half of the list, do you? One hundred percent, I do. Okay, well Shut we're gonna we're gonna have up. a really oh, yeah. really really bad time. Uh, I love yeah. it. I love oh, it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I didn't realize chocolate, chocolate, like chocolate jackalope. That hurts my heart. Chocolate jackalope is good. We're, it's I'm a good. Make the disclaimer that I have to make on every single one of these episodes. Every single song from this point on is amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it is an incredible album, and it's going to be painstaking to have to choose which of these are actually better than others. Chocolate Jackalope really does not bring a whole lot to the table compared to other songs on the album. It has it has the Will Swan part, which is which is cool. You know, it it's got you know, I mean it's it's a fun song. I like the song. Well, Kyle, but I don't know. Kyle, what's next? What's next? Well, yeah. I don't know. Let me just kind of like pick up from where Tyler left off. It's got like the the uh, the really great Will Swan vocals. Uh, Chocolate Jackalope does. It's got fantastic john mess lyrics it's got really it great switch have ups the best john it's mess got lyrics a of fantastic all time. opening <laughs> yeah. with an incredible guitar just absolutely slamming i don't see what you're saying that doesn't bring to the table i think it has some like it, it so well shows so many different aspects of dgd like it just right. like catches you so off guard it's near the end of the album kind of close to a bunch of songs that are a little bit more lackluster I don't see where you think this song could even be considered um, to be this low on the If this song was on another album, then maybe. But if you compare it to, like, the first, like, six or seven songs on the album, like, it it's, doesn't fucking touch them. Oh, it it I, doesn't I, I touch them. Totally, well, because, like, I think that, like, from this point on, and then, like, there's a couple songs, like, right near the top that I, like, I feel pretty, pretty damn strongly about. But I, I really felt that Chocolate Jackalope was going to be close to it, personally. But uh, yeah, I think like, that... e- almost every single song, other than like maybe like two of them that I'm pretty certain are near the top, are all about to be like so close in my mind. There's a couple in particular that I really don't know where they're gonna go. But I thought that Chocolate Jackalope would be closer to the top. Mm, no, no. I think I think objectively, Chocolate Jackalope has to be in the bottom half of the list. Just com- comparing it to the other songs that are on the album, like. It's a good song, but I think that it has to take one of the bottom spots because I just I can't justify putting it above most of the songs on this list. The the only other song like I think I personally think that Betrayed by the Game should be below Chocolate Jackalope. Like I I think Betrayed by the Game should be the next one up on the Whoa, chopping block. I didn't expect that. I would, yeah, that's so out of le- it's uh, I completely. But I have now, a feeling like I understand where you're coming from, though. Here's I the don't. thing: I love that song. It's a banger. I listen to it all the time. It's a really great song. It's got interesting lyrics. The tone is just great. But even though I like it a lot, when you compare it to every other song on the album, what does it really bring to the table? And the answer is not much. It's a very safe song in the in the grand scheme of things. It's a good song. It's a well-executed song, but it's safe. And it doesn't really, you know, if you compare it to, like, Chucky or Young Robot or Flossy Dicky Bounce or Frozen One or, like, any of the... Here Comes the Winner, you know... That's a fucking you, murderous you, road, dude. You, <laughs> can't, you can't say that Betrayed by the Game is better than any of those songs. 
Yeah. Because it, even though it's a really good song, it does not really go into like I don't know how I want to word this. It just it doesn't really it doesn't necessarily take you on a journey like a lot of these other songs do. I feel like it doesn't take you on a journey, but it it kind of tells you more of a story. Like I mean, that's true. Now, here, oh, I don't want to like beat you guys over the head with my monologues, but no, like, do it because like I'm just kind of speechless. All right, right so about these accusations. <laughs> all right, so betrayed by the game. This might be one of my favorite DGD songs. It doesn't nearly have the musicianship as other songs on this album, apart from Will Swan's six sweeps during the verses. However, this song doesn't try to be the flashiest of DGD's releases. Instead, it tries to tell a wild story of a recently mentally impaired man preventing his partner from committing suicide. Also, it has one of the best, simplest, catchy choruses that a man can ask, ask for. Absolutely solid tune. I agree with all of that. Now, I just... Tyler is correct. He has swayed me. And the reason why I'm saying that. In our last album reviews, especially Afterburner... I bashed the shit out of like Three Wishes and like Prisoner for being like extremely safe songs. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> because like and 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 in my opinion, like but like Prisoner's kind of an outlier. So I'm gonna compare Betrayed by the Game to like Three Wishes. Betrayed by the Game is like the dominant of DGD like safe tunes. Like I hate to use the term generic because they're not a generic band, but like from what we expect you know from a band like not even a band like dgd to come up with but like it's just like it's just kind of basic there's no crazy fucking guitar in the background that like you know that's just there like there's no like intricacy of it it's just it's catchy it gets your attention like it's just you know like i said absolutely solid dune yeah and the more tyler speaks about the more i agree yeah it's really good it's just really safe so as much as it pains me to have to put it this low, when we're comparing it to the other songs on the album, objectively, we kind of have to, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> my list you is out the window so already. No, no, it's it's just the, like, what was it, number two? I actually like don't know how to go on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, what were you going to put in the next spot? Uh, here comes the winner. What? Yeah. Absolute, complete, a thousand percent disagreement. A million percent disagreement. What are you talking about? Oh. What is happening? Oh. We were on the same page so well for the first two. <laughs> and then the train now, is now derailed. Now this fucking tear. Oh, we are on just completely separate wavelengths now. We slowly just slip we slowly apart. Just that is shocking to me that we you would are. even consider putting "Here Comes the Winter" that oh low. My God. We are like I opposite said, sides we're in the, the territory of where everything is a really big fucking like you described it well, Brandon, as a mosh pit. Whenever we were like trying to <laughs> come really up with is. this earlier, so it really is. We're I, finding I, ourselves on opposite sides of the pit. These songs, oh, these songs get so close from here on out that I just I don't know, man. Yeah. Okay, Uh, you know what? Because so we seem like we are in like a place of there's a lot of songs that are pretty damn close to each other. Yeah. So let's 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 instead because it was pretty easy to put the bottom ones. Do we have any that we like for sure think should be at the top? 
Like, fucking, I mean, anything else at this uh, point is pretty even. much fair game. I don't really know if this is going to be an effective strategy this time around. I'm I just mean, trying to, like, you know, Chucky, Chucky's really good. Young Robot's really good. Frozen One's really good. Floss Dick Bounce's really good. Well, <laughs> I, think Adam, I think Chocolate Jackalope should be next. I think Chocolate Jackalope should be next, too, honestly. I yeah, can't I mean, really justify easily. putting anything else there. Uh, fine, whatever. I mean, do you want <laughs> like, to? Do, do we want to kind of talk about this song more, or do we think we've done it justice? All right. Well, here, let me. Right. Oh yeah, Brennan, hit us with your your chocolate jackalope. Easily the wildest track of the album. Tillian does his best to make the song as joyous as possible, and although I don't think it's a bad song at all, it's just not that good compared to others. Although John Mess's lyrics are insane and they make me laugh my ass off every time I hear this song. Uh, Will Swan's obligatory rapping feature also takes place on this song of the album, which I enjoyed. Tillian damn near makes this song, damn near takes this song out of this album's basement with one of the strongest performances this album has to offer in the last minute of the song. Yup, that's I hundred percent agree with that. I had that in my notes too. Like, you basically hit like all the all the points right there. You know, it's, it's a really just, fun song. It's got like a ton of dynamic like tone shifts. It's very well executed. Has like some of the best John Mess lyrics of all time. <laughs> like the fucking uh, I tapped into the brain of my cat to let him know he's my little baby meow meow boo is like my favorite John Mess lyric of all time. <laughs> I will never ever find a lyric that I love more than that. Um, I really do enjoy fourteen shapes and you pick the giant square. I mean, that's also a good one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just so much... Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, and, so and yeah, I, like, the, the fucking, like, funk breakdown shit at the end that Tillian does is just so... Oh, it's amazing. Tasty. Oh, my God. It's so good, See, dude. I... So, here's my confusion, right? Is because I feel these things very strong that you're talking about right now. And I'm like, damn, dude. And, like, the first time I listened to this album, like, way back when I first, like, re- like you guys witnessed, like, gave me the fucking CDs to take home and, like totally legally put onto my computer and i was able to fucking you know witness this lovely band and this one jumped out to me and it's always been what i've come back to because i think that all the things that we just talked about are fantastic on it and i love it and it just sticks with my in maybe it's because it was one of like the earlier songs i listened to from dance gavin dance that it, it has a nostalgia spot because this overall this album get, has a nostalgia spot for me so this is definitely like my my like guilty pleasure album of this band because do i think it's their best album no but damn do i think it's fantastic mainly because it was one of the first ones i listened to in its entirety so i mean it is a fantastic album for oh, sure it absolutely is i don't think you need to have guilt about <laughs> thinking that this album's good because it's it's a good oh, album no i just meant that like i can like fully like agree that like afterburner and like artificial election as like an entire album are just so cohesive and fantastic that like I, I agree that they are like one, two, and then instant gratification is phenomenal and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I get that. But like, damn, will this play, this album always hold a special place in my heart? Kind of like outside of the ranking of just being like, damn, this was like, this was the shit for me at one point. Like, when there was a point in time where we didn't have Afterburner, we didn't have artificial selection. I just had instant gratification in this, uh, Tillian wise. And I was just like, fuck, I um, adore this. Um, album. You also had acceptance speech. Ooh. Well, I you did, should yeah. have also had accepted speech. I, I don't know I if did. you were listening to it, but I did. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> from I mean, now I feel like from here on out, it is like a legit fist fight. Yeah. Well, so are, are we locking those in? Are we going to say that it's going to be exposed petting through justice, man? Uh, what the betrayed fuck? by the game betrayed by the game chocolate i almost said man of the year because i I have these in order of like you gotta understand how i'm how i'm doing this on my phone is like i have them in order of like how they are on the album and then i shift them down like on the list when i when we like move them and i forgot man of the year was still like toward the bottom because it's the last song on the album and i almost said that that was third worst boy boy fuck is that not true uh <laughs> yeah so it's uh, exposed, Petting Zoo Justice, Betrayed by the Game, Chocolate Jackalope. Those are the bottom four. We're going to lock those in. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm as joyous as ever. Okay. <laughs> as joyous as you can be when you're you're ranking two songs you love uh, <laughs> with gutter trash. But, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a punch to the gut. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the rest of this is just going to be an absolute fucking panic attack just for me. Just a Toss, I don't even know. Ring. Hit me. I don't even Ooh. know. I my gut, my gut is telling me that the next spot on the list should be. Here's the thing, right? Like, I like Philosopher King more than most people. Ooh. I it's it's one of my favorite tracks. Do I think it's better than the rest of the tracks? No. <laughs> uh i have a feeling i'm gonna have to swallow my pride and and put that in the next spot because i don't think that y'all are gonna let me put that above deception and i think that i think those (laughs) i think those are the next two in my personal opinion all right i'm about to say something that is pretty controversial Mm. i agree that philosopher king is in the running for the next spot i also feel that there are two other songs and we're here to hash this out let's be gentlemen about it <laughs> mm-hmm. so i think frozen one and flossy dicky bounce i i don't disagree with either of those Are... i'm fine i'm fine with now, putting I, philosopher I think king there like... i i can't oh. put the other two there uh, explain ex- just explain your reasoning i guess well all right so i'll read my lawn a lot monologue for flossy dicky bounce <laughs> this song would nearly be as good if not seen live John tears into everything we've ever found sacred with the screaming of everyone's favorite narcotic and their reactions and the reactions of old people hearing this music so cocaine cringe fest of course Tillian then revives the jam with his usual bad self and eventually sings a wonderful change up to the tune that can only be described as exquisite that's all you got that's all I got for Flossy Dicky Bounce. That's my. That I, I got easily, way, I, had, I had way more. That is my shortest one by a mile of all. See, of I I don't know. I like Flossy Dicky Bounce outside of seeing it live. I mean, I just I like the track. I just think it has a lot to offer. Like I I, I just really like the duality between like the first and second halves of the song. I guess like I can feel that it it, it starts yeah. off like it's a it's a really like fun song. It's super aggressive and punchy and in your face. And, you know, it's constantly, like, jumping back and forth between, you know, John Mess's, like, gang chanty shit and, uh, you know, Tillian's grooviness. And then all of a sudden they just hit you with the wow and, like, slows it down. <laughs> and it basically just evolves into this completely different song. 
And I just think that that is like so, so cool and like so noteworthy that I don't, I don't think it deserves to be. I just don't feel like it's as good as like literally every other song. I think that it's better than I, I will. I will say it's it's better than Philosopher King and Deception. Not necessarily anything else. That's how that, that's my personal opinion. I feel that it's better than both of the songs objectively. <clears throat> I mean, I... Philosopher King's an argument, but anyways, Kyle, what are you gonna say? Philosopher Dicky Bounce is one of my is in my top five on this album personally. I really like that song. Nice, it's a good one. Chocolate Jab Club was like right next to it. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, like, gonna hold a grudge the entire rest of this podcast. Dude. I'm just kind of. Sh- I don't. I'm shook. Like legitimately, I don't even know why Shadow <laughs> anymore. Oh. I've lost all will to go on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I literally since this this, like since we decided that like betrayed by the game of Chocolate Jackalope. We're going to be fucking 11 and 10. I just leaned back in my chair and put my head in my hands. I'm like, what the fuck is this list? Because, like, I'm disappointed that Jack Jackalope's that low. But goddamn, did you just kill the internet by saying that Betrayed by the Game was that low? Just because like, it's a single doesn't mean that it offers more than the rest of the songs on the album. I'm thinking of this from an objective matter. standpoint. It's a really good song. <laughs> They're all like, really good songs. Like, Kyle, we have to order these. It's our job. Fuck, man. <laughs> Oh, oh this is incredible. This is incredible. Saying that it's worse than a bunch of other good songs does not mean it's a bad song. All right. I was right. so like invigorated to have a good power ranking. <laughs> and it still is. It still is. My heart is broken. I am in shambles. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry that that you don't see how correct we've been so far. All right. So <sighs> Let's set, let's set the record straight. Which is better, Philosopher King or Deception? Um, see, I I personally like Philosopher King better, but I can see. Uh, I think objectively, Deception's probably better. So I know that I've always been a, like I I've like argued you on the last episode about the objective bullshit, but I do think that Deception is objectively a better song than Philosopher King. Uh, boom. I mean, I. Brent, have you read your monologue for Deception yet? No, I haven't read it for either of these two songs. Okay, because I want you to hit me with both of them because yeah, they these right. are two that are right next which, to each other. Which do you want like, first? Mixing around. Uh, uh, hit me with Philosopher Deception. King. Okay, oh, well, <laughs> whatever you want. It's your cho- it's your monologue. It's your choice. What, Just do whatever what I, you want. What I feel is next at the nine spot, Philosopher King. What I feel is the darkest tune on the track. Will Swan has a phenomenal phenomenal way of portraying the darkness with intricate musicianship instead of typical open note down tune breakdowns. The breakdowns the song does have contain wild guitar sweeps and work in the background while John Mess wills you through the tunnel. Tillian provides a chorus that will show that shows a light at the end of the tunnel, followed by one of the best bridges I have ever heard. Like like the part Fuck where like, the song yes, kind of slows dude. down, he's singing. <laughs> Amazing. Right up until John grabs your ankles and brings you right back into the abyss of breakdowns mixed with shred white and blue. Yes, I, I 100% agree with that. Like, I'm not. Hold on, I got one more sentence. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tillian then reaches a hand down to bring you out of the collapsing tunnel and into a newfound sense of self. Philosopher King. Wow, that was deep. 
I love so, that. But yeah, God, I, I mean, love these monologues. The fucking... <laughs> I hate this episode, but these it's monologues. Like, it's like you've taken my shitty bit from the board games podcast yeah. and like made it useful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, but dude, that, wait, hold on, Tyler. That was not a shitty bit. That shit was so fucking lit. Like, <laughs> like, I'm, not I'm just saying you. that, like, you've given it new purpose because, like, this is actually like informative, and mine was just like talking about how Monopoly like kills friendships and shit. <laughs> yeah, but you have like the thoughtful, the thoughtful. Shameless plug. Go watch our Tippity Top podcast on board games. It was a, it was a hell so of a time. Fun. But uh, anyways, deception. What I feel is the number eight on this list what i feel is the most underrated song on this album truly an expedition of tillian's vocal range and dominance tillian opens it up with a quizzical wondering of where my cereal went (laughs) (laughs) tyler do you remember that okay to explain when this song first came out we were trying to like figure out what all the lyrics meant and at the beginning when he's like better wake up before it's all gone i just envisioned like me and Brennan lived together at the time. I just envisioned a scenario where I was asleep and Brennan was pouring out the last of the cereal, and if I didn't wake up in time, I wouldn't get any. <laughs> so that has just become what the song is about for us. <laughs> so that's become some tippity top lore right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Will Swan absolutely dominates this song with what I feel is the best instrumental work the album has to offer. While Tillian and John share the stage, the guitar work in the background is absolutely mind-melting. Tillian controls the feel and tone of the tune with a high-pitched elegance mixed with John Mess's increased appetite for destruction. Deception. See, I I like deception. And Okay, so going into this, I was thinking that deception was better than fucking philosopher king objectively even though i like philosopher king more but the more i think about it i think that like i think i'm gonna argue to put philosopher king over deception Ooh. and i might lose this battle but i'm willing to die on this hill did my monologue sway you uh a little bit i just feel like remembering how i think that like the bridge in philosopher king alone should be enough to kind of lift philosopher king above deception even if just by a smidge because that bridge is it awakens something in me like Like, literally (laughs) literally from when the song like slows down to like because there because to me there's like there's two bridges kind of in one like there's yeah like the, the song like slows down it's just like boom 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 like it's just like that like kind of like really slow methodical beat yeah and then it picks up but like Tillian's still like in a bridge like they're they're still like they're they're still like uh like there's two parts of this bridge and like that whole like 45 seconds or whatever is just to me just absolute genius it is yeah and i just love as a drummer i just think that like it's it's like a really punchy song and they're like i think the drums are like very prominent in most of philosopher king too so maybe that's why i like it a lot more than most people also but i don't know i think i think in talking about this i'm i personally want to put philosopher king above deception i think deception should take the next spot kyle i would like you to weigh in on this i know that uh, apparently you don't have any fight left in you because we killed two of your babies but um (laughs) all right so 
I I I do think objectively, I think Deception, because like these songs are very close personally. Mm-hmm. Ironically, because like I put them in an order, but I don't feel strongly about like what twelve, like no, not twelve. 11 through like five like i legitimately like they could go either way and yeah. like i that's why i was excited about this one because i felt like you guys could sway me a little bit more on this one but i do like the more that like we're talking about it the more i'm thinking about the songs and looking at the lyrics right now i think i do think that deception is just objectively a better song i think that there it, it like we often say it really does take you on a journey i think that there's like these really great like back and forth between tillian and john that's the beginning and then that bridge where like tillian just comes down and he sings that i don't need you shit like is just so beautiful and like stripped down and then it builds up slowly coming back to john mess just hitting it hard and then tillian's still soaring above him like there is just like a level of like just expertise and just really well thought out song just like it really just takes you to the ending it like the when i listen to that song like the thing the note i have for it is like it is very much a roller coaster you're like going up and down with tillian and john mess and then you like get this really low point and you're building up with tillian singing and like it building instrumentally coming back to john mess just hitting it and tillian still singing over him is like that that top of the fucking roller coaster coming down like that moment you're all waiting for it is just a beautiful package and i do think deception mm. is a better song than philosopher king i'm uh, gonna agree with kyle yeah i think you swayed me back to my original uh <laughs> my original thought because like because um, yeah. like philosopher king like i said it's dark it, it, it it's different there's like a duality to it because like i mean it's the closest thing in my opinion I mean, maybe Flossy Dicky Bounce, but, like, not so much. But, like, it's the closest thing that this track has to a uh, secret band song other than, obviously, like, Petting Zoo Justice. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's, like, the second closest. I can get that. Yeah. I I, I guess so, yeah. I wouldn't really say that it's in the same vein as that, personally, but I can see where you're coming from. It's a second. Yeah, it's just the second closest. Like, just, Mm -hmm. just like, how, like... Because, like I said, there's, like, a darkness to it. There's, like... yeah. It just like with how like like the 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 note choices that they make, especially with Wilson's like guitar work, it's just like just so fucking like like not sad but just dark. Like you know, yeah, like the, yeah, the song sure. comes from like a very dark place. Mm-hmm. But Deception's just a fucking holy shit. Like yeah. <laughs> In my notes for Philosopher King, I have like the the thing that like it because like similar like how with like like a roller coaster ride for Deception, this one is like a very like a marching feel because like you said like the drums are very like present. There's like that punchiness of it, like mm-hmm. it, like the whole chorus is just like bam, 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 and it just keeps sending you. And like that's also really great. But I do think that 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 feeling all the way through is super powerful and is really empowering. And I do love philosopher King. Like I said, this is like absolutely just, we're down to the nitty gritty at this point. Right. I do think that that punchiness and that powerful marching through this song feels great. But I do think that that overall just like journey that you go on, like the roller coaster, like I said is just mm-hmm. like objectively, I think as a song, I think that would, that edges it out over philosopher King. Yeah. I can get behind that. Boom. I, I, I can agree with that completely. What's um well let's recap real quick uh just because i feel like we're going very far in depth on these last few so just to make sure we're all uh on the same page with you listeners at home uh number 13 was exposed 12 was petting zoo justice 11 betrayed by the game 10 chocolate jackalope 9 philosopher king 8 deception so we got we we still got a few left 
Um, and boy, do I legitimately <laughs> not have any clue <laughs> where we're gonna go from here. Um, flossy dicky bounce. Flossy dicky bounce. Uh, okay. Number seven. Kyle, what are your thoughts? What's it better? On my what's it better than? Let's hash this shit right, out. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the things that it's like really close with, and I have like tied together on my list, are so there's Flossy Dicky Bounce, uh, Betrayed by the Game. I have pretty close to it. Frozen One and Inspire the Liars are all pretty damn close to each other. Hmm. This is tough because like it really is. Because, I like I think I would listen like I listen to Flossy Dicky Bounce more often than some of these other ones that we still have. In contention for higher spots, but I don't necessarily think it's a better song than a lot of them. Like, yeah, I would choose to listen to Flossy Dicky Bounce over fucking Man of the Year nine times out of ten. But do I think that it's a better song? Absolutely not. Um, yeah, I, I don't do. know. I mean, I guess of, of the ones Brandon, I just listed, off, right? I don't know. I, I do. <laughs> I listen to Flossy Dicky Bounce. The most of the the four I just list, listed off, which I know like Inspire the Liars is like one of the most listened to songs. See for me, album. that's for me that's like the total opposite. Really? Yeah, I mean, I just like Flossy Dicky Bounce, like, and like I said, like for me, if I didn't see the song live, I wouldn't necessarily like fuck with it that much. See, but I, I fuck know. with that's it real hard to I me because I, I feel like that's <laughs> underselling it so much. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it probably is, but like, I'm just. Mm. I just I don't feel like it's a better song than literally any other song we have. I, I don't just, like I, I don't necessarily don't. disagree with that. I just think that we we still owe it to this song to give it like the merit that it deserves, you know? Yeah, like, and I think I, I think seven I, I do is not totally think sufficient. That it is a weak song in any regard. Like I absolutely love this song, and I kind of already touched on that like earlier. In the I mean, episode. and I'm not saying it's a I'm not saying I don't love it. I'm just saying like. I think seven's pretty well deserved. I don't know. I don't agree, man. Well, Kyle, what do you like, what do you think? Um, I don't take know, that dude. Because <laughs> so that, that's where I'm at too. It's like I don't want but to like, put it there, but I I literally can't make an argument to like put it above another song. <laughs> Fucking defeat me. <laughs> like, my, my thing, my thing with Flossy Dicky Bounce, right, is that like there's so many moments that like where they really like do a good job like switching up the rhythm and shit with like the clap 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 shit and like the transitions between chorus and verse like some of the the guitar shit just really feels like almost out of time like it feels like they're doing like these multimeter things and i'm not sure if they are because like you can write it in multiple different ways but like it's just it's really really clever like this song is just, it's so fun and it's just so back and forth all the time oh yeah and like i just feel like it deserves more than this spot <laughs> and like a, like even if i'm just looking at what songs I listen to the most it definitely deserves a higher spot than this because it's one of my most listened to on this album like when i'm just picking and choosing from this one i mean same Fuck. here i just like and i agree with everything you just said i mean i think it's just an incredibly well composed song i just i i'm trying to think of a song to put under it like See, I like I want to put like Inspire the Liars under it, but I can't bring myself to make the, that argument. The only I, song I, that I, I would even think of doing so would probably be Frozen One. Yeah, because I mean Frozen That's... One and and Flossy Dicky Bounce are around the same length. They're both like the shortest songs on the album. Yeah. There's only like a four second difference between them. I feel like 
Flossy Dicky bounce feels longer and flows better because I think I think Flossy Dicky bounce is the perfect length for what they're going for. I would agree. But I, really I like think that. that Frozen one is too short, so that might be a reason. Honestly, to no. put Flossy Dicky <sighs> bounce above Frozen one, but Frozen one is so slappy and good. Yeah, but I don't I, know. I just think Frozen one's better. Like, <laughs> like Frozen one is one of the most catchy songs on that album for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got insane fucking instrumentals. Like, again, I'm going to, like, touch on, the, like, the, the drums and shit again. Like, I love, I love the drum part for Frozen 1. It's just fucking killer. Oh, yeah, like, when the um, song opens up and it's just, like, John yeah. screaming, like... I mean, it's basically a perfect song aside from the length. But I mean, then like, I think the same thing about Flossy Dicky Bounce. I think it's a perfect song aside from the length. So I guess this is the battle that we're going to have. I, I guess yeah. the next two spots are going to be Flossy Dicky Bounce and Frozen One. You know, I'm all right. Let me tell you a story, right? All so right. I, this album is one of like the albums. This one, instant, instant gratification in particular, have like suffer from this thing of where like I often go in and just pick and choose them instead of just like kind of doing a shuffle or like listening to them in their entirety, like I do with Artificial Selection and Afterburner now. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause there are just some that really jump out to me, uh, on both of these albums that every time I open it up and I see the song list, I'm just like, fuck yes. Like I, I automatically jump to young robot. I automatically pick Chucky. I automatically pick Fosse. Uh, and frozen one really has never been that one for me though, even though I've always liked it. And the more I've listened to it over this last week in prep for this, the more I'm like, fuck, this should be a song that I listen to more. Like this should be one of the ones that jump out to me. Cause frozen one is really good. Like, and you're right. It has some really slappy shit. Some of the fucking, like, like that first transition and feeling of the two songs where, like, it all cuts out and the drums just kind of, like, fucking riff real hard into the next part where it gets into, like, the means I'm the chosen one. Like, every, like the actual, like, title of the song and mm-hmm. everything. I, it's so nice, and it's very DGD. So, I don't know, man. You're kind of swaying me towards Frozen 1 being better than Flossie, even though that hurts my heart a lot. It is. I, I guess. <laughs> well, let, what, let me... What do we think is has more merit do we think that being being like a catchier song has more merit or being a more dynamic song has more merit because i think that's really the the argument to be made between these two songs well let me let me i feel let me talk about frozen one okay frozen one a song that i feel is criminally short john's flow kicks off this tasty jam with interjection and then outright taking over from tillian followed by a John Mess bridge for the ages into what I feel is the strongest part of the song. John Mess addresses an imaginative drinking problem that's tearing his amateur basketball career apart. Tillian then hits us as one of the greatest elements of this album in a beautiful chorus, followed up by the song picking up momentum where Tillian, John Mess, and the rest of the band beautifully tangle, adding tempo and punchiness to the tune. The song then soft restarts into John, bringing us the appreciated arrival of the next tune frozen one i just i feel like it's a better song than flossy dicky bounce i just do so i want to kind of go back to what tyler said where like what is more important like the catchiness or like the the dynamic differences of flossy and i and i'd like to state that I, I think they both have both of these things i just think that frozen one has it uh the the catchiness a little bit stronger and i think that flossy dicky bounce has like that really like they have really good change-ups yeah. yeah, the change-ups in Flossie are just so fucking 
ah, oh, fuck, dude, I don't right. know. This I sucks. just, I'm, I'm leaning toward putting Flossie over Frozen One, simply because, while I think that Frozen One is catchier, I think that because Flossie Dicky Bounce like tries to do a lot more like kyle was saying like with the time signature stuff you know the the fucking massive tone shift between the first half of the song and the ending like i feel like it's just the the song is just so dynamic and so different and i think that by comparison frozen one is quote unquote for lack of a better term safer and for that reason, I I think Flossie should overtake it. Also, I think that Frozen One is like like you said, criminally short. I think Flossie Dicky Bounce works with the short time length. Yeah, it works with it better. So but that's gonna be my argument. So Tyler's obviously for Flossie over Frozen. I'm obviously over with Frozen over Flossie. Kyle, you need to decide this. Yeah, Kyle, you're the tiebreaker, man. This is a tough one, man. I mean, flip a coin if you have to, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I, I think I know what where I'm being pulled a little bit on this one. I I think there's very little separating these two in my mind right now. I I think I'm gonna go with Flossie though. Over Frozen One? Over Frozen One. Cool. I respect it. Um I don't know, man. It's just always been a standout to me because, like, the way, that, like I said, they like interchanging, like, the time signature shit is just so, just, like, like on, like, a more, like, I guess, serious note, like, when you, when you listen to the radio right now and listen to any kind of music that is, like, more mainstream-esque, because, like, DGD is more mainstream than, like, fucking, like, I don't know, jazz and shit, but you don't get like complex stuff like that you you right. always get fucking like four four three four that's it like you got like these very it in like to their credit it's very catchy and i like some of it like i i do listen to the radio music sometimes i mean if you listen to our top 10 shit you know that i like billy eilish a lot and she is definitely more in that vein than dgd is but uh just the fact that like this song has always been like one of those ones that I'm just like, damn, they're willing to go that extra mile. They're not just going to like phone it in, do a song that's just like, oh, you know, we can have some fun with instrumentals and stuff, but it's always going to be the same fucking time signature. Like stuff like this shows that they're like willing to go the extra mile to make this work to be like this one synchronous being and still make it tasty as fuck. Like they're willing to do that. And that's always, this song has always been one of those like, show the show of like this whole band for me so i think i'm gonna have to go with flossy to keep bounce over it it's just always meant a lot to me like when i think about this band so i think i'm gonna have to hell yeah i left it up to you and you did not disappoint (laughs) all right guys like i said though like i said the frozen one is i more i listen to it the more i should have listened to it more and maybe if i would have listened to it more maybe this would have been a little different but Oh, yeah. I mean, I listen to Frozen One all the time. Like, it is is a great song. I don't want to understate that at all. Like, it is an amazing song. I just think... That's what I'm saying. I I think Flossie deserves the spot over it. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's like... Like we've said in in previous episodes, you know, it's like trying to pick your favorite kid. Like, it's... Apparently, it's that's a pretty tough thing to do. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I wouldn't know, but apparently... um, 
And uh, guys, it's not going to get any easier because now we're into the top five. And if we thought that the rest of this ranking was difficult, boy, howdy, is this next part going <laughs> to be just a horrible time. Because uh, we got fucking Chucky. We have Young Robot. We have Inspire the Liars. Here comes the winner and Man of the Year all in contention for God, the next damn. spots. I don't even know where to begin with this, guys. Well, which of these songs do we view as the weakest? If that's even possible. I'm saying, I, I, I honestly don't know. I know which I, one I personally don't listen to the most, but I don't necessarily think that my personal opinion is what's going to, like, slide into that spot. Um... um. I don't know. What like what song do you not listen to as much? I guess because we, we gotta start somewhere with this. I don't listen to Man of the Year very often, but I think that Man of the Year is like a masterpiece. I, I agree. Just, it, I think just it's because I, yeah. it's so because it's so like epic and it's so like long. I just don't. I'm typically not in the mood to listen to something like that. But in the context of the album and just like objectively as a song. Like, it is amazing. It is incredible. So I don't think that the fact that I don't listen to it very often See, should be justification right. to put it below these I, other songs. I, do, I that, that is also, like, of the five left, it is probably my least listened to song as well. I pro I listen to it less than, like, Flossie, too. But, you know, I already preached right. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I and I honestly I listen to it a lot less than a lot of these songs on the album. Because, like, like you said, yeah. it is it is very... And it is really fucking... It is just epic. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. It is just an absolute legendary, you know, album ender. Yeah. It, um, it's in the same vein as, like... Yeah, um, I, was, I was about to say Artificial Selection, like, Evaporate and Man of the Year are probably their two best album enders. Yeah, I think it's it's in the same vein as um, fucking... However, you, the one I you do, just said, I don't know. I do <laughs> compare it yeah. to another one in my monologue. Mm. Okay, okay. You now hit us with that. I'd Good like that. segue. Oh, I like it. This is my longest monologue of them all. Here we go. Here we go. All I'm right. so, going to get the popcorn. I'm ready. Let's go. Hear this shit. Man of the Year. Philosopher King might have been the darkest track, but this song, however, is the saddest. Tillian starts off with what I could best describe as a man who's recently found out he's been cheated on, telling his unfaithful partner that she needs to get her shit and get. As beautiful as it is, John Mess takes the song to a whole new level with a tempo and pace change. Tillian gets dirty himself as John leads us into another painful demand of Tillian singing for this person to leave and to never return. Directly in the face, we are hit with Tillian punching his pain and sadness in the form of a chorus that both makes us feel great that the song exists and sad that he has to put up with lying-ass females. <laughs> John! <laughs> That's only the first half. Wow. Amen, brother. <laughs> John. I will not say amen, however, I, I, I like the sentiment. <laughs> oh, man. John then leads another tantrum into an only instrumental bridge into the realization of fate that is his song's final tone shift. Tillian asks the audience to please not sympathize with this meltdown, but we can't help but do so with the sadness and self-doubt we get from his note and lyric choices. 
John Mass and the rest of the band join him on his seemingly never-ending quest to get over his adulterous ex-lover. This song provides the absolute perfect finality that a masterpiece like this deserves, rivaling that of only Turn Off the Lights, I'm Watching Back to the Future Part 2, and of course, Evaporate, Man of the Year. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like, it literally is, and we talked about this in the last episode, like, it's just a perfect album ender. And, like, I, I think the part that I really love about this song the most is how it builds. Because at the very beginning, it starts off, like, really slow. Mm-hmm. And it just really kind of keeps building, keeps building, keeps building. And then John Mess just, like, kicks your fucking door down and the SWAT team runs in and starts firing <laughs> machine guns. That's really Basically, that's how yes. that feels, yes. you know? It's, it's and then, super... like, and then you know, it leads back into Tillian singing the exact same part, but matching, like, the aggressive tone of fucking John Mess is just so beautifully executed. Like, I, I can't get over how well-crafted this song is like even though i don't listen to it very often whenever i do listen to it it just it blows me away like every time Mm -hmm. and then like you know when when it gets to the bridge it kind of slows down and like you know just when you might be kind of getting you know over the song it just kind of like breathes new life into it and then you just want more and then it just gets back into the aggressive shit and you're like ready to go (laughs) Like it's, it's just like, like you're saying you want more and then it just gives it right to you. Right, exactly. <laughs> so here it is, exactly. Dude. And I don't know. I think the song is just this it, it it it's kind of just a song made of raw emotion almost, you know? And I think it's something special and I think it it deserves to be in in this top 5 for sure mm-hmm. and the more we talk about it, I mean it might deserve to be number one. I definitely Ooh, I, don't think it deserves to be number five. I don't agree that it should be number one. However, I do think that maybe it... I don't think it deserves this next spot. But the thing I want to like present to this, because like I, I do share your sentiment. I think this is a beautiful song. I do think that there's a lot of really great... Uh, like, just... Like, like, painting a picture of this, this story with the way that it is, like, composed... Where, like, there's, like, this somber bit, and then, like, it just absolutely slams you with, like, realization, mm-hmm. and then just, like, coming to terms again, but still being angry. Like, it's, like, this really beautiful thing. Yeah. But, and, like, I do, I, I love it, and I, and I, like, like we said, like, we both don't listen to this song a ton. Uh, I think it's coming down to more of, this song is fucking phenomenally made, but the like the songs that are the other songs is against because like we've been talking about the song for a while now and mm-hmm. obviously we should move on to other stuff but like going into talking about these other songs i w- does the like craftsmanship of this song match like the 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 just pure energy these other ones do when like i can listen to young robot chucky fucking inspire the liars and here comes a winner. I can listen to these songs like over and over and right. over and feel so good about them. And they are masterfully made as well. And, and like, even if man of the year might be like composed slightly better, does the fact that we don't listen to it as much, give it as much weight as these other ones do. And like, 
maybe it does for some, maybe it doesn't for others. Like, I'm just, like, putting that out there as we right. go forward. Because that's the battle I'm, like, having. Like, I mean, that is that is a good point. And I don't really have an answer because I don't know myself. Do. Yeah, no, and I, that's the battle I'm having and, the, like, the, right. the back and forth I'm having. So I just want to put that out there I just for you guys as well. I feel like this song has such heaviness. Yeah. Like, like not like not like oh this is a heavy song, but like <laughs> just like just the fact that like like the sadness, like just the weight of it all. Mm-hmm. Like like to me, like like I heard the song three times today, and like each time I like almost shed a tear. I'm like, this song is such a masterpiece to end a masterpiece. Right. Now, like you guys have said, is it better than all four of these other songs? I don't think so. But there is one song, at least, that I feel like needs to be below it. Even though I absolutely love it. I I also have one that I think I might want to put below it, but it's going to well, be highly controversial. So Brennan, possibly, possibly two. Okay. Actually, well, no. I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you with both of them. All right. Okay. Do it. I think, inspire the liars, and here comes the winner. Are the two that are like teetering being under man of the year okay well let's let's unpack these um we're not gonna say what mine was because it's highly controversial uh i was gonna say young robot which pains me because it's like one of my favorite songs of all time but i'm thinking like hear me out my monologue is epic on these hear me out it is literally like like i'm like excreting life force to even like say this right now (laughs) like it is it is physically hurting me to say that young robot should be number five because i don't fully believe it <laughs> because i listen to young robot all, all the, the time. time and i think it's like an essential dgd song i think it's amazing the here's the thing i'm gonna throw at you i think we can all agree that the best part of young robot is the disco sex jam Ooh, if the yeah. disco sex jam was not in young robot would that song compare to the other songs in contention i do think it would but i think that's going to be a debate for later a little bit okay because i if i'm being honest with you the split in my mind right now is similar to what brennan just threw out there like the ones i'm personally closest to like putting next are man of the year here comes the winner and inspire the liars okay well i'm gonna throw out that i don't think it should be here comes the winner because I can agree with it. I I think that song doesn't deserve to be in the five spot. All right. Inspire Um, the Liars. Let me just get this out of the way. (laughs) What most folks equate the album with, the music video is bonkers and the music is very much the same. As on every track, Tillian hits notes that would tread most men's vocal cords into unrecognizable ground beef. Mm Mm-hmm. John adds an insane. <laughs> that might have been the best reaction. What the fuck? <laughs> so absolutely, I agree because I'm in the car doing it, shredding my vocal cords like all the time. So I exactly. <laughs> even even I attempt it, but uh, Tyler. Knows. John Mess adds an insane amount of flow with his over the top, head scratching lyrics that add a sense of the band not taking themselves too seriously. A penis wide, the towers high is coming at your feet comes to mind. After an exposition of musical genius, the band shares for the first three minutes of the tune, we are thrown into a whirlwind of pace change 
that brings the song its critical acclaim. Tillian once again rocks the socks off of unsuspecting innocence, leading them into a cult-like call to form a new religion. 10 out of 10 would bang again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And this is, I, this I is one that. of those songs that, like, for, for whatever reason, like, anytime they play it live, I'm always disappointed, but I guess it's because, like, they have so many other songs I want to hear live, and they keep playing this one, and, like, I just don't care anymore. But, like, upon re-listening to it, like, the song is just so fucking well-crafted, like... It just, it has, like, the depth and variety that you want out of every DGD song. Like, mm. it's long, and it's long because it's going to take you on a fucking journey through, yeah. like, multiple mini-songs, like, sewn together into one really big song. Um, and this has the second best disco sex jam on the album. Mm-hmm. And I think that alone, you know, gives it a lot of staying power. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I really like the the variety you get from this song. Mm. Um, even though I wasn't always the biggest fan of it, I I think I've grown to appreciate it a lot more as like years have gone by. Um, I don't know, man. Dude, I honestly, the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking and like hearing that about you know. That song, I just feel like, man, maybe, maybe Man of the Year is the next one. And like, solely because I, and and I like, obviously Inspire the Liars, like, and Chucky are like some of the most listened to on this album, according to, you know, streaming sites and shit. So like, I think that the fact that I am so ready to jump to those over Man of the Year even though Man of the Year is, like, really well-crafted, these other songs are also really well-crafted and also just make me want to fucking explode every time I listen to them. So I, I maybe... I do think maybe the next one is Man of the Year. Well, if we're gonna... If we're gonna toss it up between Man of the Year and Inspire the Liars, which one do we think... Which one do you think is better, Brennan? <laughs> Personally, I think Man of the Year is better, but... Okay. If we're talking about which, like, which songs are like, like that's just my personal opinion. But right, yeah. if we're speaking objectively, "Inspire the Liars" is probably a better song because a they play it a lot more live. B it's not as like jarring an emotional experience listening mm-hmm. to it as "Man of the Year" is. Yeah, like like, like when I li- like when I listen to "Man of the Year" like all three times a day, like I had to stop listening to music for a minute. Right. Because I was like, damn, that's so fucking just... There's so much weight to that. Like, it, yeah, it's, like, it's guess, the finality. Yeah. And I guess, like, if you're... And this is probably another reason why I skip it a lot on Shuffle. is just because, like, it's a perfect album ender. But, like, you have to kind of... If you're not, like, in a full album listen-through, like, scenario, it's kind of hard to just whip that on in the middle of a bunch of other songs. Yeah. Um. So, honestly, I guess... I'm kind of agreeing with Kyle. I I guess I do think Man of the Year should take that spot, even though it's tough. Yeah, it's, really it's tough. tough, and it, it. But you're right. I think the fact that you know the other ones you can kind of jump straight to and listen to, you know, whenever you want more easily than Man of the Year, kind of speaks to the validity of those songs a little more. And even though Man of the Year is just perfect. You know, I, I think there is something to be said about the other songs 
being more accessible and more like throw down. I am I am gonna take a step back on what I've said before, and Tyler's kind of swayed me to this. I think number four is Young Robot. I absolutely don't agree. Absolutely, one hundred percent don't agree. Fight it out. I wanna right. I wanna hear both of your I, viewpoints on this. All right. All right, here it comes. Ready? Young Robot's one of the best DGD songs of all time. All right? I agree. <laughs> 100%. Like, objectively and just it feels great. All right? Because it, it's not only that this song feels great and that Disco's X Jam, Jesus fuck, it's incredible. I, it just feels so good. But, like, just step back and look at it with me. Like, just, like, from, like, a, like a, like a setup standpoint, right? You have this beginning, very slow, very just, like, stripped down, like we've applauded them multiple times doing before. And you've got the fucking flute! I should honestly not have to say anything else. The fucking flute. Dude, my, my monologue for this song is pretty... It's hilarious. Oh, dude, I just, and I, I can't wait to hear it, but boy, just you, to go on a journey with me. It's time. I'm, it's I'm time. listening, man. Fucking take oh, me, dude. Oh, shit. All right. So, you got the fucking flute, and it's delicious. Just going back and forth, the fucking... Like, the, the, the way that it is written in with what the guitar is doing is gorgeous. Like, just that beginning bit alone is just fantastic. It's so, like, out of left field for them, which is what DGD has always been about. It's always been about just, like, what you're just fucking, you think a right hook's gonna happen? Bam, I grew an extra leg and I hit you with an extra fucking leg. Like, that's just all DGD is. It's like, you never expect it and it's fucking delicious. So, flute, fantastic, right? Delicious. Then Tillian just treats us with the most delicious fucking vocals. Like, the, the, the just effortlessness of him just, ah! fucking delicious it's so great i love it it's fantastic and and then it goes into john mess just fucking just bashing your skull in before it goes into the tastiest disco section of all time and not only is it tasty not only is it phenomenal it builds on itself that the second time the happens the flute joins back fucking in and harmonizes with the guitars if I have never wanted something so much, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Those words didn't make sense. <laughs> that last second there, I started speaking. My body was just taking, like, my soul just came out of my fucking mouth. Fucking, it is just, it is just, I've never, I never expected the flute to just so perfectly go back and forth with it. And it works so well on top of it being a disco sex jam, on top of Tillian being a fucking master. And then just ending. With fucking this, the, like John Mess hitting us again, the fucking heavy guitars, the drums is like, and like just that is what so, drums do. <laughs> it is how drums do, and they do be good. They do be good, Tyler. It's so good. Dude. I'm aware. I agree with with all of that because, as you know, more yeah. as both of you know, like I I am a complete fucking fuckboy for this song. I mean, like I. I would also like to point out, this is a little tangent, I don't know if this is going to make it into the final cut of this episode, I liked this song more than both of you back in the day when it first came mean? out. I remember yes, the day before yes. Warped Tour, you two argued with me for an hour that Betrayed <laughs> by the Game was a better song than Young Robot and I almost had to fucking what? leave the house. I don't. I, I, I know. Remember, shocking, I right? I, I was shocked this. too. I don't believe this happened. And at it, the time, dude, I was I was wounded on an emotional level that you guys thought this. this. I would at never the time, this up. I was completely convicted that I was right. I remember I that. Believe, I, I was I was under the extreme conviction that Betrayed by the Game was a better song. Yeah, because I don't know how it happened, but like because as Tyler has pointed out now, and I agree with this, 
if you take out this disco sex jam, what is it? A really good song. It's well, average. It's, at an, best. it's an average song. That's and that's so. where I'm. When when I have to think about the song objectively, when I have to remove my personal attachment to it, you know, when I have to remove the fact that I listened to the song eight times in a row when it first dropped because I couldn't get enough of the disco sex jam. The rest of the song, like even even upon my first listen to it, when I wanted to listen to it eight times in a row and did, I did it for the disco sex jam. I didn't do it for the rest of the song. Yeah. The song really didn't do anything for me until it got to the disco sex jam. And that is still the part that I listened to it for now. And I believe this is an argument you made for another song in a previous video. Yeah. So I think if we use that as an argument to bump something in a lower spot then, it should also apply now. Even though I know we have a lot of like personal prejudice toward this song, <laughs> uh, I think that objectively we can't say that just because it has the best disco sex jam in DGD history makes it a better song than the rest of the ones we have left on the list. Well, And that's my... Let me unbiased let me opinion. <laughs> Young Robot. The flute solo opener is enough to bring any tough guy to tears. I Tell wouldn't me. go that far, but okay. <laughs> I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Did you weep the first time the song started? You just heard <laughs> flute and you're just like, ah. I just said a fucking tear. <laughs> I fucking gasped is what I did. I was so like mind blown. I was like, damn, they incorporated a fucking flute. Right. I did like the fucking wicked Ewok head turn. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. That was the best way to describe the, uh, the beginning. Of the, hearing that happen, you're just like, what? So, <laughs> anyway, Freddy. Tillian then adds to this expedition of emotion what really has been a long time coming. After some more helpings of Tillian's vocal supremacy, John lights up an already imaginative song with some Will Swan madness. Then... What can only be described as a disco sex jam, a no trademark of DGD, hits the air drums with Tillian and John bringing forth an absolutely tasty jam that anyone can enjoy. The song that mellows out a bit to what would be a perfect ending to the song. Young Robot. Well, I think that the argument that taking the disco sex jam out of this makes it an average song at best is an invalid argument. I think that there's a lot more the song offers that, I mean, like, if you don't personally feel that, like, that's fine, you're wrong. I Are think you this... telling me that the the portion of this song, if this song did not have a disco sex jam, you're telling me that it would be better than Chucky, Here Comes the Winner, and Inspire the Liars if it didn't have the disco sex jam? You're telling me no. that the base of that song is fundamentally better than all of those other songs. Because I don't buy that for a second. Tyler, I don't think we're here to talk about a portion of a song versus full songs. I think we're here to talk about songs know. versus songs. You made that argument to me, like, in <laughs> fucking, like, two episodes ago, I'm pretty sure, so. I don't I don't know what it was about. If I did, okay, that's fine. <laughs> However, this I is... think that... <laughs> it was... No, I... I remember what it was. It was fucking... It was the last episode because it was care. And you told me that if you take out the disco sex jam from care, that it is not a good song. 
and you said that we can't rank that song above any of the other songs because the if we factor out the disco sex jam, then it doesn't count. So this is the exact same argument, and I would argue that if you take out the disco sex jams from both of those songs, that care would destroy Young Robot. Ooh, right. I don't know about all, all right. that. All right. <laughs> With I the disco also, sex jams in, Young Robot is far I superior. Also, but if you take those out, I also that made the argument, the argument that. Or the analogy, rather, that the reason I go to a steakhouse is for steak. Thus, the reason I listen to Care is for the Disco Sex Jam. Right. And if that was true for Care, then that is absolutely true. For Young Robot. For Young Robot. And if that was a reason why you guys were shitting all over why me wanting to put Care in a higher spot, then God damn it, it's going to be the reason that Young Robot is sticking in this number four spot, too. Agreed. None of the other, like, like to Kyle's, like, to argue with Kyle, I guess. He was saying that we're not comparing parts of songs to, like, holes of other songs. And he's correct. But the other three songs don't have this crazy part that just takes it to a higher level. Right. They're all just, like, the entirety of the songs are that yeah. immaculate. Well, and I'm saying, like... Inspire the Liars has a disco sex jam, and if you take that out, Inspire the Liars is still a fucking phenomenal song. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that alone puts it under Inspire the Liars. Would I, do I listen to Inspire the Liars more than I listen to Young Robot? Fuck no. But if we're doing, like, an objective review, then, like, we have to take that into account, you know? So, as much as, like, I hate the fact that I want to put Young Robot at four, I think Young Robot deserves to be it for yeah we'll just fuck it fuck it whatever i don't care what do you want to do where do you want to put young robot it doesn't matter i don't give a fuck anymore <laughs> <laughs> i think we've broken kyle jesus christ <laughs> all right i do i think young robot is better than inspire the liars or here comes the winner i'm gonna go with no i am as much as it pains me to say it I really do think that if you, I, I think the disco sex jam is what makes Young Robot good, and if that was cause to put Care in the number four spot, then I think it's absolutely reason to put Young Robot in the number four spot this time. Okay. So that's what I'm gonna vote. <laughs> Even though I love that God. song, that's, that's what Go I'm crack me up. He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right kyle what's next what do we have left now here uh, comes the winner inspire the liars here comes the winner and chucky um hmm. i probably i hmm. i can tell you which one i think is the best of the three go for Hit it with it i think it's chucky I think Chucky, like of the songs left, because my number one's gone. I think that Chucky's Chucky's <laughs> with, probably the best. So bitter, with young robot. With young robot. To be fair, I think one. it's probably yeah. a lot of people's number one. I mean, mm -hmm. up like if we're doing like a personal ranking, then yeah, it's probably not my number one too. But when we do a personal ranking of all DGD songs, it's gonna be up there for me too. But that's okay. We'll, nope. I'll talk about it then. It'll nope. be all right. I I tend to agree with Kyle that Chucky's probably number one. I that's kind of where I was going to. I think Chucky is just like much like 
you know, We Own the Night is kind of like the essential DGD song from the previous album, I think that Chucky is like the essential song from this album. Like if you were to expose someone to DGD for the first time, I think Chucky is one of the first songs that you show them because it yeah. is like a an absolute staple and for good reason too. Like it is a absolute banger of a song and i know it's a generic pick to kind of have up at the number one spot but like it's that popular for a reason Mm -hmm. it's just there's nothing bad about it like i can't even come up with a a single nitpicky reason to put it below anything else on this list i think it's kind of been chilling in my number one spot since the beginning of this podcast honestly yeah. And it's been chilling in my number two, so I'm down with it yeah. being yeah. here. It's my okay. number one. I was fully ready to like let Young Robot be number two to it, so I'm totally okay with this. Okay. What I'm going to say, Chucky vs. the Giant Tortoise. Probably their second best album opener ever. Beautiful cohesion between Tillian and John Mess bounce off one another in a hectic foray into what I know and love about post-hardcore. Tillian's bridge before the first chorus is damn near sex-inducing, followed up by the most beautiful way a man has ever questioned his manhood in the chorus. John comes right back afterward to a soft restart of the song, bouncing off Tillian to set up yet another delicious chorus. John's usually playful lyrics bring upon another tasty Tillian bridge full of notes hit that would make any vocal instructor blush. John tears up the pit once more and then both share the stage for one of the best endings of a song that one can imagine. Chucky versus the Giant Tortoise. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, I mean, it's this is essential DGD listening, like, at its peak. Like, when I think of DGD, this is one of the first songs that, like, jumps to the front of my head. So, Absolutely. Um, I think it would be kind of a sin to, you know rank it below any of the remaining songs because it is just <laughs> such a banger so i guess for the sake of saving time because this has been a very uh long podcast okay. we're just gonna lock that into number one yeah so we're down to it's a it's a toss-up uh, between the two and three spot between here comes the winner and inspire the liars and i have a preference but i would like I to hear uh you your opinions on this I am for Inspire the Liars being number two. Ah, I am for Here Comes the Winner. So I guess Brennan. <laughs> oh, damn. Well. Well, for... honestly, okay, hang on a sec. Because I feel like we've talked about Inspire the Liars a good bit. Tyler, do you want to tell us a little bit about why you think Here Comes the Winner? Because we haven't talked about that song at all yet. Oh, well, let yeah. me. Well, hold up, hold up. This is my yeah, final my final monologue. Oh, shit. Hit me with it. Here Comes the Winner. One of my favorites when the album released. Will Swan injects a hard rock opener while Tillian sets the stage for a song that mocks people for being fake and shady. John Mess also interjects into the song, bouncing off the title screen that Tillian lays out for him. Immediately after, Tillian takes you into the bread and butter of the tune, with John Mess spitting mad flow with even more insane lyrics. Tillian then hits the background while John leads us right into one of the best choruses of the album. Tillian hits probably the highest note of the album in the chorus of this tune. He does a fantastic job of talking shit to people, just trying to get better ratings, while also hitting the airwaves with some of the best vocal work yet imagined. Here comes the winner. Yeah, like, I think that... I don't know, Here Comes the Winner has always been one of my favorites. Um, 
I, I listen to it a lot. And I think that just, you know, the, I think the lyrics are, are really well thought out and really good. And like, even, even the fucking like John Mess fuck around lyrics that are like super, super fun in this one has some of my favorite lines of all time. Um, I think they kind of have more relevance than some of his other lyrics and other songs. Um, you know, compared to like the actual like story that the song is trying to tell. Um, and I don't know, it's always just kind of held a special place in my heart. And the, like, like Brennan said, where Tillian hits those high notes in, um, I guess it's the chorus. Like that shit gives me goosebumps to this day when I hear that part. Yes. And like, I think that <laughs> in and of itself is kind of the reason that that song like resonates with me so much. Like, I don't, I don't get that from listening to inspire the liars but and and again this is a lot of just like personal preference so like if i mm-hmm. if i lose this fight i don't really you know totally understand but i don't know here comes the winner i just think is it, it's tough though because like either one of these songs could take the number two spot they're both incredible and they're both just really well executed i just I don't know. Here comes the winner. Always just stuck with me a little more personally, but um, yeah. Honestly, I mean, I'm not. I'm not really gonna fight to the death on this. So, um, yeah. What are What are your thoughts on the song, though, Kyle? For here comes the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, it's always. It's never. It it, it kind of lands in the same room like I was talking about earlier. Like Frozen One and uh, Deception also is in the same boat. Where like I don't. I don't come back to them as often. But they're all like the more I've listened to them, especially this week, I'm just like remembering how much how good they really are, and that's why this has been even like because originally I was just like thinking that there was like gonna be like maybe like four songs that kind of fought for like the like what three through fucking like seven ish spot, but then like mm-hmm. another like four songs jumped in the mix to so them listening to them more. I'm just like fuck, I don't listen to these that often, but like damn, are these songs good? And like objectively, here comes the winner is like extremely good. I do really like it. And I do like I agree that the chorus hits and it's just something else. Um, however, uh, I don't know because objectively they are really close. I've always personally listened to "Inspire the Liars" more, and that song's always hit me a little bit differently personally, which mm-hmm. is why I personally think it's better. Objectively, I honestly don't know which one would take it. Yeah, I just know that like in a gut decision, I think I'd put "Inspire the Liars" over "Here Comes the Winner." I mean, I guess the more I think about it. I guess Inspire the Liars is objectively better. I think it it does offer a lot more. Like, the more I think about it, the more I look over my notes, the more I think about the shit that I already said about Inspire the Liars earlier. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I... as Even though I personally love Here Comes the Winner more, like, a lot more, I, I do think that Inspire the Liars is objectively a better song. So unless Brennan, like, absolutely disagrees... <laughs> I will actually agree. Okay. Here, here comes the winner was probably my favorite song when the album came out, mm-hmm. and these two songs, I I kind of had a feeling that they would be towards the top and that they would be like in a fist fight with one another. So I actually listened to these two more than like the rest of the album, like one like I, I would listen to them, like one after the other and be like, oh, oh which one's better? Which one's better? You know, <laughs> I I just had a feeling. And here comes the winner. I think it's an absolute masterpiece. 
but inspire the liars is like what like when people think of mothership they think of chucky and they think of inspire the liars and young robot but i mean we kind of asked that when and young robot <laughs> but that song is their song is better than it let's be honest but i would put inspire the liars too here comes the winner three something something else that i don't know so when i have a question actually when you when you're talking about like the chorus coming in what what part in particular are you talking about? Oh, uh, I don't know like the actual lyric, but it's like the yeah, like that yeah, that part yeah, whenever he hits just... that like crazy note. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, like, he's, like, like, he's like kind of screaming, like he's not yeah. even really singing the note. He's like getting really because like, there's okay. like a faux chorus. Yeah, towards that's, the that's beginning why of the song. Yeah, that's like, why I wasn't sure how to like yeah. describe it because mm-hmm. like it, <laughs> the way the song is like structured, it kind of feels like there's multiple like different choruses. Yeah, no, because uh, like when yeah. I was when I was agreeing with you, I was talking about the like, the crazy note too. I, I didn't know because yeah. I'm thinking more. I'm just like there is the beginning where like the chorus is more like the here comes the winner and shit like that but uh, like I said, so that's more sure. of a faux chorus because yeah. like at, to, like at the middle of the song and then like they come back to it like the the part where he hits the high note ends up becoming the chorus because it's also it happens twice in the song while mm-hmm. the faux chorus mm-hmm. where he literally says the name yeah, of the song only happens yeah. once yeah it's, and then and then like there's that part that that follows it too where you get like the you get like all the fucking you know, the dun, 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 on on the drums, and then you get Tillian doing the oh, thing in the background, and then like John Mess is like screaming over it, and they just like blend it all together and, and layer it. It's just so fucking good, especially like, when oh, the like at the ending of the song. Yeah, exactly. It's like it just culminates in this like harmony of all of these different elements in like typical DGD fashion. It's just oh man, so good. So Something good. Something that I will say that I was kind of like leading into with this discussion is that I the reason why here comes the winner uh, personally isn't in my top five. Like objectively, I can see it being there. But like something that's always kind of like like when I was like creating this list and like coming up with reasons and making notes is that here comes the winner does feel a little like I don't know because like there is that like the folk chorus transitioning into like the crazy high bits. It doesn't feel as like an effortless like swap into like a different feel as some other songs do in other parts of this album. Uh, it still does it really well, and I still really like it. And like it's still a very it's still a really good song. But the actual transition from like that folk chorus part into like the the Tillian almost screaming bits, I do feel like is a little like when if I were to rank it to the other transitions in this album, I don't think it's near the top. However, that bit that follows, holy fuck. Like, it's so tasty. So that that does push it up a bit for me. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm okay. I'm totally, like, feeling it being up near here, near the top here. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess we're done. I guess we did it. Yeah. Um, this was <laughs> fucking difficult. Like, I feel, <laughs> I feel like I've aged, like, 10 years since this fucking recording session started. Oh yeah. Good God, that was. That we, was. We really rough. evolved as men. Yeah, I f- yeah we we grew as men. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we we both uh, became closer and simultaneously tore each other down in equal fashion. I mean, uh, I lean more to the tour of each other down. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got right, you, you kind of got fucked up, but maybe you'll find some support yeah. in the comments who will take your side <laughs> over ours. My phone's across probably, the room. He probably it's will. Fine. Your phone's across. The room. 
<laughs> to be honest, Carl probably will, dude. There's people that straight up beat off to Young Robot. Oh, I'm saying I beat off to Young Robot I beat too. Off to young like robot. I'm, I'm saying, of like, if I was like ranking these just based on personal taste, Young Robot would be my number one. I just it, when when we have to do the objective rankings, I have to I have to put my pride aside and say, you know what, these three other songs are fundamentally better, and I have to just kind of. I have, I've just kind of do that even though I I hate it. <laughs> like, it's it's I, crazy because that's exactly how I feel subjectively. Yeah. I well, just, I don't know. I love I it. I would like to put on the record that I think both objectively and personally, Young Robot's the best song on this album. However, I understand weak. that I am outvoted and that is, you know, <laughs> it is where it is. Yeah. And that's okay, I guess. Weak sauce. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's do a little recap here of the definitive order that we have decided on for the song ranking of Mothership. At the bottom spot, number 13, unquestionably, it is exposed. Deserved. Uh, number 12 spot goes to Petting Zoo Justice, also a very, very easy decision for us all to make. At the number 11 spot, much to the chagrin of Kyle, is Betrayed by the Game, <laughs> followed immediately by Chocolate Jackalope, yeah, which this was just another knife in the gut. Uh, and then literally everything after this was fine until we got to the top five. And, uh, <laughs> and then, and then I, uh, I love it. At number nine, uh, we had Philosopher King, one of my personal favorites. At number eight, we've got Deception. Number seven, Frozen One. Number six, Flossy Dicky Bounce. Number five, the Immaculate Man of the Year. Number four, everybody's favorite, Young Robot. Uh, number three, Here Comes the Winner. Number two, Inspire the Liars. And number one, the absolute generic fuckboy answer to the question, what is the best song on Mothership? Chucky versus the Giant Tortoise. We Big did surprise. it, boys. It was a, <laughs> it was a hard-fought, long uh arduous process but uh but we did it we ranked all these songs in the proper order and i feel i feel pretty good about it i uh, don't that's okay we yeah, did it, yeah. guys. We made it. <laughs> kyle kyle kind of got fucked over but i think that i'm dead that's okay kyle May, uh the next the next one will be easier for you i'm sure yeah i mean we'll see so thank you everybody for tuning in to this episode of the boys uh, rank songs from albums uh, it, This has been A super super fun series for us To make and we are going to keep it going um, Next up we're going to Be doing the next album in reverse Chronological order Brennan and I's personal Little boy it's uh, instant Gratification and that's going to be a really rough One for for, uh, for me personally at least because I have a lot of personal attachment to that album Oh baby um, that's gonna be a slugfest. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, what was that, Kyle? No, I, I was just saying that what mothership is to me is what Instagram gratification is to you guys. So it is yeah, just <laughs> my pain for two people. <laughs> it's I'm I'm both super excited for it and kind of terrified. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we'll we'll get to that in in a few weeks, hopefully. Um, once again, I said this at the beginning of the podcast and I want to just kind of touch on this again, but thank you guys so much for all the support that you've been giving us, uh, over these last few, uh, DGD album review videos. Um, we got a lot more support than we ever thought we would. 
Um, and I know in the grand scheme of things, it's still not a lot, but you know, since we're still a very small startup channel, uh, all of your words of encouragement and positivity has really, um, has really been encouraging and, and helped us to stay motivated to, to keep making these videos and, and keep this content coming out. So we're really, really glad that you guys are enjoying these. We hope you enjoyed this one as well. And um, it really means a lot to us. And if you liked this video, please make sure to give it a thumbs up to let us know and leave some thoughts in the comments below. You know, what are your personal rankings? How angry are you that we put Young Robot at four? Um, just Join lay, me. lay it on us. We, we would me. love to hear all of Fuck your off. thoughts and opinions. Join um, me. Kyle's dumb. <laughs> Kyle's dumb. Number one top comment's gonna be Kyle's Join dumb. No, From me, my personal account. Stop. I'm gonna. No, I'm I'll gonna fucking write that, that shit. <laughs> Kyle's a pain as shit. No. Nope. No. <laughs> Um, if you guys like listening to our voices, please consider subscribing to the Talks A Lot Boys. Um, we have done two more of these DGD album rankings for Artificial Selection and Afterburner. If you haven't listened to them, I would highly recommend go checking them out. And um, also, we primarily do another show called the Tippity Top Podcast, where we kind of just make personal lists for things that we like for random different topics. Um, recently we just put out a top 10 of the three of our personal, uh, top 10 bands. And that was a really fun one. So if you enjoyed this, you'll probably enjoy that one too. Uh, spoiler alert, DGD is pretty high. So, um, <laughs> that was yeah, not definitely, obvious. definitely go check that out. If you haven't already, um, we would appreciate that a ton. And I uh, really hope that you, uh, you check out some of our stuff. It'd be really cool. Um, I guess until next time, we have been the TalkSlot Boys, and we'll talk a whole lot more next time. We'll see you later.